0: Your podcast um, that focuses purely on the facilities management industry and looks to bring new people through and inspire the next generation. Um, We're bringing a new line of podcasts today. We're starting with our Rising podcast. Um, And the Rising podcast is a podcast that's going to focus purely on individuals that have come through the ranks throughout facilities management um, and have started in roles such as security officers, building managers, receptionists, and so on. And they've continued to pursue that career and have hit the echelons, become facilities managers, building managers, and other things. Um, Today, we're really, really pleased to be joined by Kira Murphy, um, facilities manager from MAP. Um, Kira was introduced to us um, by Wes Olvey, who is a previous guest on the show um absolutely great to have you Kira how you doing I'm good thank you very much for having me yeah I'm pleased to be here Oh, an absolutely. And, and you're first as well yes you are the first <laughs> I feel quite honoured yeah, actually I know I know. <laughs> hey listen people will remember this day
1: they hopefully will <laughs> yeah
0: they will remember this day or, is...
1: or or forget it but no, yeah no, no look we've got of an
0: accent and an Irish one people are gonna love it yeah
1: well you know we'll get on <laughs> Well, we'll do our best anyway. We
0: will do. We will (laughs) do. Okay, listen, uh, I'll get into the questions in a minute, but let's start with your education because we're having quite an interesting chat about that before the podcast. (laughs) So just tell us a little bit about your schooling. Um, So I'm from Dublin
1: originally. Yeah. I had a really good uh, secondary school experience. I didn't have such a great primary school experience, but secondary really was my kind of came into my own years. Yeah. Yeah. it was a, an all-Catholic um, school, obviously, yes. Dominican convent in um, Grift Avenue in uh, Glasnevin. Right. And I, uh, yeah, I had a really good time. The nuns were amazing. Um, yeah. There was lay teachers as well, obviously. And I think I just had a great experience. Yeah. I was a bit of a goody-goody, but oh, well, go. um, I also loved all the subjects I was learning. So yeah. I picked subjects based on the things I was really passionate about at the time. Right. I liked languages and arts and I didn't do any business subjects. Really? <laughs> no, nope, right, I didn't do okay. any business subjects, which I always kind of, I, f- I look back now and I think how, how am I doing my job now without any business subjects? But I, yeah. I'm doing it because I think I've got a good planning mind. Um, my dad was a planner in a factory, um, right. so he had a planning uh, diploma. So obviously, I think I get my planning skills, planning and organizational skills from him.
0: So the core skills were kind of Exactly, yeah. 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 And
1: I think my mom's the creative one. I think I get my creative side from her. So, right. um, yeah, and I've, you know, I didn't go to university. Right. Um, as I said, I didn't do any business subjects. I went on to do um, a, a certificate in Tourism and administration office management type scenario with typing included. Is that back in
0: the days when you had to be able to type 120 words a minute?
1: Well, I think I probably had a maximum of about 90 at one point, but it was just quite really good. That was, yeah, that's. And um, they actually taught us on like. Actual manual typewriters, and I don't mean like with the
0: ribbons and the. N-
1: I mean the yeah. actual ones that had like no electricity in them. Like right, So wow. that's. I mean, it wasn't. It makes me sound like a hundred years old, but it was only yeah. thirty odd years ago. Yeah, but, yeah. But we did have to learn on a manual typewriter, not an electric typewriter. Yeah. Like, um, and so that was really forming as well for you know good basis for my career ahead, which yeah. you know I I went on. I didn't. I worked in the tourism industry for a bit, but eventually you know found my way into reception and fm from there so. and then
0: and then away you went yeah yeah it's quite interesting you said that about typewriters <laughs> Considering it shows you how far technology come Absolutely. in three years it yeah. really really does yeah I mean, I remember, when you actually sit down and think about it it's quite scary it
1: is scary yeah. i remember being in my first job and i was like a week just after turning 18 and yeah. they like it was a dos computer like it was you yeah. know there was no um, fancy you know powerpoint or anything like yeah. that and approximately four years later I was working for Microsoft and, you know, they put me through every single course they had while I was working there and by that point I was proficient in Word, Excel, PowerPoint, you name it. So that was only in the space of five years things had changed that rapidly.
0: It's crazy. It was the early 90s to be fair, Mark. (laughs) Look, I'm a 90s person. but I'm I'm, I'm bang on with the 90s. (laughs) Exactly. Greatest generation ever. I agree. I agree. I agree. Okay, brilliant. Well, I'll tell you what, look, let's... Let's move on to your career. So, could you just, you've obviously introduced yourself, which yep. is fantastic. Um, tell us a little bit more about your background. So, you know, the background, i.e., the start of your career, yep. right through to your journey into facilities management so far.
1: Yeah. So, um, as I mentioned, I, I was working on a reception. Uh, I, early, so early days before I moved over to England, I'm here 17 years. But before I was here, I was working in various different reception environments. At one point, I was managing a team of 10
0: oh, wow. um,
1: in a big law firm in Dublin. Um, I worked there for nine years. So, I, you know, I really gained a lot of um, on the ground experience. Right. I was involved in in the admin um, support for that uh, team as well and involved a little bit in FM at the time, which wasn't really FM. It was more kind of office management. Yep. They didn't have a big FM team, but it, I know they do now. Yeah. Um. And from there, moved over here again. Started a reception role over here that kind of evolved into a little bit of FM and Min as well. And I was, I like to say, made redundant in a good way, um, which yeah. was a happy redundancy. A happy redundancy. Uh, a happy oh, redundancy. On, tell us all about the happy redundancy. Well, I managed to get, like, you know, a good sum of money in my pocket and I actually wanted to leave. There we so. go. Yeah, yeah.
0: House deposit. <laughs> yeah. See you later. <laughs> so,
1: um, and, um, about, about two weeks later, I was I went for a, a, an interview for a job in um, a big building near Gatwick. Right. And that role was kind of going to be a, a reception manager type assistant, building manager type role. And it really was a, a role I could make my own because they were after doing a million pound refurb on the reception itself. Right. And um, they didn't know what they wanted for from the role. Yeah. They didn't have any notion of what products they wanted to put into the reception area. So it it was down to me to kind of source the access control, the CCTV, everything that went onto that reception desk I was consulted on.
0: So you were really learning lots of different skills within a very sort of tight parameter. Absolutely. And
1: had to get it up and running very quickly. And from there, um, the developer themselves saw something in me and asked me, did I want to changed my role into a builder manager role fully. Right. Um and yeah I was 5 years there in wow. that building and so I kind of see that as like the changing point really for for me in my career. Um that developer, a woman, um, yes. I'm still in touch with her. Um, I see her as a mentor. Really? Um, right. We meet regularly. I met her about a month ago for a drink and a catch-up. We talk about all sorts, you know. That's, just, that's
0: lovely, you know, yeah, you know really, to still have that relationship she's amazing. From those years ago. And
1: she's yeah. like a high flyer in in asset management, you know. she's really? Yeah, she's like, she's so much more senior than me, you know, yeah. but like just... Always looks out and says, oh, well done, Kerr, that looks amazing. You know, yeah, if I share anything on LinkedIn or yeah. whatever.
0: Um, Feel free to name check. We can get her on the podcast.
1: <laughs> I'll have to check with her. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And um, and then um, from there, I went, uh, I, I did a lot of training with the company that I was with as yep. the building manager. And then I did my IOSH, Managing Safely. Right. And I think that kind of helped propel my career as well so I, I took a job up in london so i was at gatwick for five years i lived in the area so that yeah. was handy so i decided i need a change of tack and um i went up to work in central london london in the city yeah and i was managing a, a trophy asset for uh three years which wow. was empty from um new build
0: right away so pc yeah right okay and
1: 12 floors filled up within three years wow. um and that building was actually randomly owned by um, the CERN pension portfolio. Really? So, yes, the people that have the Hadron Collider in
0: Geneva. The one that are going to kill us all. Yeah, Black, exactly. yeah, exactly. <laughs> so that was very yeah. interesting. Um, yeah, we don't want them going off the kilt. Look after little yeah. buildings just in I, case they exactly. have a bad day. <laughs> I used
1: to get a lot of deliveries from delivery guys pull up and go, like nuclear testing in this building and i was like no not in the center of the yeah, city yeah. of london yeah thankfully. and uh, yeah. yeah and, and I, I really loved that i got to really get my teeth into that role as well because it was a brand new build i had to set up all the processes from scratch yeah Um, set everything up for the building you know um take on all new contractors and you know move over the warranties and all of that a real learning process for me because yeah. the other building i was in before that was 40 years old right <laughs> so you know it was like going from a really old building to a brand new build they so, still all have same problems you yeah. know
0: <laughs> so, so, so so really challenging but also really rewarding really while. rewarding
1: um, and yeah. I got to um you know the the three-year mark and I was looking for a new challenge and I um a, a role came up at Map, and right. and I can honestly say, hand on heart, probably the best move I've made in in my career. You know, right. I'm five and a half years in, um. You know, I'm the happiest I've ever been uh, yeah. in a in a role, and I'm constantly saying how good the company is and just how good you know they do are at what they do. Yeah, and I'll sing their praises to anyone, and I'm very very happy in the the role I'm in. Yeah. I started off as a single site building manager yep. and in the space of the first 18 months I was already an F M then after that so it my career moved very quickly um a lot to do with the people that I was working with so yep. you mentioned Wesley yep. um he was a great manager he mm. saw something in me very early on as well and and said you know you need to move up um and so, step so another, in.
0: another mentor type individual definitely in your definitely right.
1: you know we're still he, he obviously doesn't work for Map anymore but yep. we we're still t- in touch we're Very good friends. Um, and another a really great mentor within the company still is Duncan McKeever. Right. Um, he interviewed me for my first role when right. I started at Map, and yeah. he also was pivotal with Wes in in right. bringing me forward. Um. And you know I'm very thankful to both of them. And um, without them, you know, I, I know you've to put in the work as well. But without them seeing something in me, I wouldn't be you know where I am today. So. Well, yeah,
0: I mean, I was going to say that a large part of it is obviously your own capability, your own talents, and and how you've put yourself across and how you've solved problems and yeah because you know everybody I, I think the world on the whole works towards having the path of least resistance yeah so if you can find people with skills and attributes that can help you you know why not bring them forward yeah why and it's mentally? it's
1: about those people seeing that in you and it is and, yeah and working out they don't want to lose you or they want to you know they want to keep the good people and yeah and make sure they're you know showing them that they can do it you know sometimes you you don't have the self-belief in yourself yeah. you yeah, know that's true and it, we're the worst in the world you know ourselves of not believing that you're capable but yes. you know i've been very lucky as i said to have people who've said to me you know you're wasting your time you're wasting yeah. yourself doing this you need to move on and and give yourself more of a challenge you yeah. know so, which which i'm always up for
0: <laughs> yeah yeah i mean to have leaders that you know that, that really believe in that succession planning um, making sure that the development's there to give people the opportunities that they need to um, you know enhance their skills and also grow as a professional is is really, really important. Absolutely. That's fantastic. That's really, really great. Okay, so moving on to some of the things, what were the key milestones or turning points in your career um, that brought you to your current position? I know we've mentioned a couple of mentors and things like that, but where would you say the key elements were that pushed you into that multi-site facilities manager's role that you're in now?
1: I think... um as I said, having a good mentor, mm. having somebody who sees something in you that's you know uh, valuable to them yep. and to the company and you know to the wider wider business. Yeah. Um. But for me, I think probably the amount of training that I've done, um, you know, through the last probably fifteen years, mm. um, more so in the last ten, let's say, to to really bed in that um, you know, knowledge for, and I had that thirst back then as well for. Yeah. I want to get better and better at yeah. this. I, yeah. I want to be the best I can be so that like if somebody comes and says, oh, you know, do you know about this? And I can answer it off the top of my head, you yeah. know. And I know I'm not going to be ans- able to answer every single question like about ME and and stuff like that, but I just, I go, I ask questions. I yeah. constantly ask contractors questions and I say, you know, actually that's not the answer I want. I want you to give it to me in layman's terms so yeah. that I can actually understand it. Yeah. Um, and well, there's so there's no I think such thing as learning question, is is, is, is the is the answer to the the your question is yeah. that just learning and, and growing really within the role that you're doing and hoping that it'll it'll lead, you know, yeah. to future development for yourself.
0: Yeah. So be being quite open to positive criticism you know so, so, so that you really understand what your strengths and your weaknesses are and then looking to develop those skills further through learning and development effectively yeah. yeah okay that's that's really cool that's really cool so here's a really interesting question okay um what did you expect um when you started your career in facilities management all right and how did the reality differ
1: um i suppose I expected for it to be um my expectation, I think, was for it to be like disorganized chaos. Yeah. You know, that everything would be just thrown at you and you would just, you'd be a fixer, basically. Yeah. And I think the reality is some of that, I, you can plan and you can plan and plan a bit more. Yeah. But you can never plan for, you know, every day that's thrown at you. You can't, you know, you you just don't know what's going to happen day yeah. to day, week to week. Yeah. um, You know, so the reality is that, you know, you, 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 just you have to be ready um for anything that's thrown at you (laughs) and and be by being ready i mean you're surrounding yourself with great contractors you know people you can rely on um you know good contacts people you know you can ring up and that they'll drop you know they'll drop everything and say oh what you need help with or whatever so you know the expectation i suppose was was of chaos. Yeah. But I like
0: of disorganized chaos, but I like to call it organized chaos. Organized right? chaos. Right. <laughs> yeah. okay. That's really interesting. Okay, so um what aspects of facilities management um do you find the most fulfilling and I'm going to say an exciting, if it can be exciting. That's yeah. right. Well, you know what
1: what areas? Um I really love being part of a team. Yeah. I don't like to be a, a lone ranger. Yep. Um I'm, you know, I'm a people person. Yeah, I'm very chatty. Yeah. <laughs> um so I like being part of a team. I like collaborating and like going into head office and seeing people. You know, the pandemic was hard for that sort of thing. Yes, yes. So um, I like, I really love engaging with my occupiers on mm. like, things that are you know passionate for them as well as us sustainability for example yeah um new innovations for our buildings um events on site that will you know help them network help Mm. us network with them so engagement i suppose is something i'm passionate about yeah i find that exciting um you know organizing and and planning those events and innovations and implementing them yeah um and yeah i'm just i'm passionate about what i do but i You know, I find it hard sometimes to explain to other people who aren't in the industry about what we do and and how we carry it out. I have a friend who for years thought I was like head of
0: housekeeping. Yeah. (laughs) My my wife still doesn't really know what I do. Keira. Yeah. And I've been with her years. Yeah. <laughs> she, so she just says says you sell things. <laughs> yeah. to like to people in London. I'm like, yeah, I'm that, done this, do. this yeah. particular
1: friend. Yeah, she was like, oh, "I thought you were like head of housekeeping." She said, "You're always talking <laughs> about cleaning and plumbers and should yeah. I just thought there was like something to do with housekeeping." Yeah. I said, "Well, yeah, in essence some of the of it is yeah. housekeeping."
0: Yeah. What but, is what is that dark magic yeah. you do? <laughs> dark
1: magic. That's I like that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, <laughs> yeah I might yeah. have to up that one mark
0: yeah yeah and hey, steal away steal <laughs> away um it's the only good thing i could probably give you to be fair Yeah. <laughs> okay so um what achievements so, so just to kind of move on to how we can help people that um want to move into the industry fundamentally so what achievements would you generally incu- include on your professional cv and what i mean by that would you talk about things like projects sustainability initiatives for example
1: yeah um i i very proud of all the training I've done. So yep. IOSH, um, I obviously include on my CV. Yep. Um, I have been asked, would I be interested in in doing an eBOSH at some point? Um, right. I'm giving it some thought.
0: It's a big commitment. I actually, know it is e-bosh. a big commitment. Yeah.
1: Um, So that's for future uh, thinking about.
0: But great for the but great for great the for the CV, for the as yeah. you say. Yeah, yeah, um
1: yeah. And I do. I have other colleagues who have it, so I know that it. You know, it's 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 a very well respected thing on their CV. So that, and I know that. I interviewed one of them. So it was the reason, one of the reasons why she got the job. So yep, yep. Um, projects I've been involved in, yes, there's been a lot of um client-led projects um on some of our sites where they've um engaged with a map and also engaged with me as the FM or the future FM on a new build. Or for example, I have a building in Brighton, the brinell Building, um, mm. and a lot of the innovations that were put in there, we engaged with them. At before it pc right? So projects and things like that, um, that uh, I'd be proud to say I was involved in from the start, or any new innovations that we put in, um, in buildings for ESG or anything like that, I would put that on my CV. Yeah. Um, I mean, I can give you some examples. Um, we have we've had a uh, new garden uh, area put in in one of my buildings in Bracknell. Mm. You know, it has, uh, really, has like um, games. And uh, right. Like giant Jenga, all this sort of stuff, and giant a, Jenga. Oh, yeah, yeah, I, I know Jenga. a giant Connect Four, yeah, and you I know like I, they might not seem like you know really nitty gritty projects, but these are all things that really engage the occupiers. You well, know,
0: it gets people got, working together. And it's got seating, yeah, yeah.
1: you know, and we've got like you know storage to store all the stuff as well. We've got like a table tennis table, and yeah, you know all yeah. of that, and and that gets used extensively through the summer. And we, yeah. you know, that is a project we worked on with the client to yeah. say this is what the, this space needs. It, yeah. it was really, really just a courtyard with nothing in it. And yeah. now it's got, like, real vibrancy. It's got colour. It's got, yeah. like, a gazebo with lights. And, you know, they use it regularly. And it's being it's used. That's the,
0: that's the most important thing, though, isn't it? That it actually gets used. Absolutely. What's yeah. the point otherwise? Yeah. Well, yeah. You know? Yeah.
1: Um, and then more recently we put in... Um, some really sustainable soap products into uh, the Brinell building in Brighton. That's um, a product called Soap 2O. I don't mind giving them a shout out because it's apparently the most sustainable soap on the planet currently. So it's um in a glass bottle and it's like a little kind of pellet that and the bottle actually gets filled with water oh, and yeah, the and pellet it, goes in it yeah, yeah, and yeah. it's a foam yeah, I've seen so it. we've we've installed that and and that's something i'm proud of and i'm pr- yeah. as i said proud to shout it out because it's a great product and yeah, it cuts
0: down on packaging on vehicular Absolutely. movement so there's actually multi- multiple multiple areas of the environment yeah. that it helps with and
1: that's something yeah. that we've engaged with our you know um contractor on and that is something we're going to roll out um, right. further to other buildings. We, we did it as a test case. Yep. We're waiting to kind of get a report now on, yep. you know, how much money we've saved, how much CO2 we've saved, all of that. So,
0: oh, fantastic. Yeah. That's really good. Okay, so as a rising star <laughs> in facilities management, um, what different roles or responsibilities have you taken on to broaden your skill set?
1: Um, So I people management is one of the things. um, So when I became an FM, I automatically had to take on people management as part of that for a couple of different sites. Um, Apart from map people management, I also have to manage um, site staff as well. So, you know, I can't do my job without having good site staff on the buildings that I'm managing. Um, So, you know, it's up to me to kind of... Mm. Manage their expectations of what I need from them day to day and also give them a little bit of mentoring as well because right. we we do get them trained up, Irish yep. level trained, so that they have the health and safety knowledge that we want them to have on site. And yeah, of course. We might bring them forward. We might even bring them into MAP at some point, you know, so... Yep. Um, People management is one of the skills that I believe I've, you know, taken on as part of my role as an FM, and the other would be um, I was asked to sit on the MAP um, Charity Crew, which right. is um, we help organise events through the year,
0: right?
1: Uh, with one big event a year that we um, obviously are raising money for a, a specific charity or charities. Each year. Yeah. And um map the map foundation will match um any money raised. Um so it's not just we're the we're the crew organizing the events, yeah, but it's Everyone can be involved, or you know, their families can be involved. So, we we have events that you know happen throughout the year. So, just recently, MAP did the um JLL triathlon, for example, right? So, okay, yeah. And yeah. I, I can't, I don't know the figure unfortunately, um, that was raised, but yeah. um, you know, the MAP Foundation will match um the, the money raised. So, it's 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 i it was nice to be asked to be on the crew because yeah. you know, um. It's 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 really important to me to yep. give back and obviously map see something in me that is good for organising stuff like that. I like getting yeah. people involved in things and stuff.
0: So, yeah, yeah, you can get people to do things. Apparently so. Yeah, you yeah. know, get um, get things maybe,
1: done. You know, like sell snow to the Eskimos, or yeah, you know, I don't know. Yeah, but yeah. yeah, yeah I've yeah. heard
0: I've Pe- heard that. People saying. listen to me. <laughs> <laughs> maybe, or maybe they don't have a choice, Mark. <laughs> yeah, I'm an influence. I just don't know if it's good or bad yeah maybe maybe they don't have a choice I don't know exactly exactly uh look I'm I'm, it's great to be involved in charitable um you know work and things like that you know and we'd certainly like to be involved so let us know um, Mm -hmm. what you're doing in future we'd we'd certainly like to support absolutely um so you you touched on networking earlier yeah um how how has networking helped you in terms of your career progression
1: um it really has uh I've I'm great for attending events, you know, for IWFM or, you know, any CPD related events, you know, uh, that will help me, but also, you know, they might not initially seem like they might help me in in the immediate, but down the road, it might be something that I'll need, you know, so... Um, a good few years ago, I went to a D-Lapse event, you right. know, yeah, where yeah. I was just, you know, uh, to be honest, I didn't know anything about delapse. I was invited by one of the, um, surveying consultancies in London and I thought I'll go along you know because obviously I need to learn and it 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 went towards CPD you know so
0: it broadens your horizons absolutely
1: and I actually met one of my best friends at that event and we're still besties now so really yeah and she's one of the people who brought me into MAP so yeah shout out to her as well Louisa
0: so you know how how crazy is that yeah I met one of my best friends you know from um, cold call in a building in central London
1: but there you go (laughs) and but, but it's funny because you know her and I were probably one of I would say there was probably only about twenty women in the room at the time, really? but that has changed a lot. So that yeah. in the networking scene of things, I do see a lot more women That's at great, events, though. and it is really great to see that. Yeah. Um. And just a you know a small fact: Map actually employ more women than men. Really. Yes.
0: Now that is something I didn't know. Well. No, you do. That's actually that's actually fantastic. It is fantastic. That, I wouldn't say that that's something you see across the industry. No, um,
1: and actually, I know
0: that I know that everywhere's trying to trying to do far better yeah, absolutely. and they're all working very hard. But absolutely. Yeah. But
1: if, for, from my perspective, when I first started out in building management and I'd yeah. go to an event, it was very much a male-dominated industry. It's yeah. not like that anymore. So the networking is important yeah. and
0: actually being visible, I think, is important as well. So oh fantastic. Yeah. That's brilliant. Okay. Um so how how do you as, as as a professional approach collaboration um in the industry to foster growth and learning
1: i suppose um that just kind of happens organically i think um when you're
0: that's a fair comment yeah, yeah.
1: it it like you have obviously you're working with contractors you know maybe they've got like a an event that they've got going on where they're want you they want to invite their clients they want to invite people along to learn. Yeah. Um, and it, it's, it's a bit of learning and a bit of networking then as well. It is. And, yes. Yeah. You know, you don't know who you're going to meet at these you, things you go along to, you know, you could meet a, another contractor that you'll connect with and that you need them for. So yeah, it's really, I, I think any, you know, it, it, take the opportunities when they're there Yeah. to, to network and, and learn.
0: Yeah. So it's a bit, a little bit like if you don't know what you do, straight well, away, just fake it until you do. A little Put bit. take the opportunities and Absolutely. And, and, and yeah. also
1: you've got, um. It's a little bit like kind of doing homework. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. <laughs> like you're at work but uh, then after work, you know, if there's like a a networking or a learning like the delapse uh yeah, yeah, you yeah. know session which as I said that's not going to be something you're just going to sign up to because no. for the joy of it it is really nitty-gritty stuff. Yeah. But I learned a lot and I met someone really lovely who became my friend and, you know, and and that's still networking and and also you're learning at the same time. Exactly, yeah. But I think it's quite
0: organic, as I said, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Okay, that's really great. So, okay, so moving on to where you want to go in your career next, um, what are you aspiring to achieve um, in the next stage of your career? Do you see yourself going that step further into a director role or something along those lines? I would like to hope so. Right. Um,
1: my next natural progression would be to either be in a senior FM role or right. an associate director role. Yep. Um. I hope that you know that will happen for me in the next next few years.
0: I think it definitely um, will. I think it definitely will. <laughs> I think
1: I've you know I've I've put in the time and I have the experience and I hope that you know the the powers that be see that in me and I I want to stay where I am. I yep. don't want to leave Map. I you know I'm. I'm very happy. Um, settled. Settled. Comfortable, re- there's not, yeah. you know, there's not a day goes by where I think, oh, I'm on the lookout for something else. I'm not. Yeah. And um, so, and that's a lovely thing to be able to say because... These days,
0: yeah. Yeah. Yeah, because we, I mean, we do have quite a... I think in most industries now it's quite a transient. Yeah, I was course. just going to say transient I, I for say, sure. Yeah.
1: Um. But yeah, it's a lovely thing to be able to say that you're happy and settled, and you know it that is. It, it really is. You know, I've only experienced that once before, and that was you know when I worked for the law firm for nine years. So yeah. Um. And I, I'm a stayer. You you're know, stayer, if, if you yeah. treat
0: me well, I will stay. Well, <laughs> do you know something? I I think that, that I think how you treat your people. Yeah is crucial to whether or not they will want, will want to be good it's I mean, worth its mean, weight well i mean they'll just invest so much more in the business they'll give you more time they'll work harder um and, you know I, I think human beings i think if we if we believe in something like we believe in our families for example yeah. you know i would do anything for my kids you know they do my head in most of the time but if anything was happening to them i would be there no matter what you know um and i would stick up for them no matter what and you know and and i think you know if you know, I think most business now is trying to foster a type of culture which is more sort of family-orientated. I agree. Um, and I and think, that's
1: actually what Matt, feel like, Matt yeah, feels like. Yeah,
0: and, and I think when businesses get that right, it's it's crucial, um, and it works. You know, so it's really great to see that you're in that type of environment um and that you're comfortable and you feel like you're getting because it sounds like everything that you want out of a career is you're getting it now. You know, you're getting that support, you're getting that succession, you're getting that training, that development and and things like that, you know. And I think that the things that you've said will be a great help to people looking to break into the industry and move their careers forward. Good. Which is really, really nice. Really glad. Okay, let's get <laughs> this is the best bit, right? Okay. This is I like this more more than anything else. Um Tell us a little bit about Kira. <laughs> what do you like doing?
1: Oh, okay. I'm, um, I'm, I'm very outgoing.
0: Yep, I, I get like, that. I do get. Re-
1: that. Really, I wonder how. Yeah, yeah. Like, yeah, I'm. I like in the pub
0: later. I think me and you'll be happy. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I like,
1: yeah. I like socialising. Um, yeah. I like meeting new people. I'm, I'm. That's just who I am. Uh, yeah. Out of outside of work to relax, I really um, i love singing I sing with a choir I'm not a soloist right i the uh, the very word choir means sing in a to sing together yeah and I sing in a big choir there's probably approximately hundred and twenty of us in the choir we're wow. a choral choir right um e c four is the name of the choir and we we sing twice a year concerts and we rehearse for about three months before those concerts so really? yes yeah, it's, it's really high level stuff like yeah. we we sing Handles Messiah and all that sort of stuff. Really? So. I
0: was in the choir at school.
1: I was in the choir at school as yeah. well. So yeah, we have a lot in common. We do um, have a little bit, yeah. And yeah. then I do a lot of crochet. I um right. I learned to crochet when I was about eight or nine from my nana and. Right. Um,
0: I don't
1: do that. No. I'm, I this is my creative side, you yeah, see. Yeah, um yeah, yeah. so this is the balance to the planning, you know. Yeah. Um I make a lot of blankets for friends, babies and things oh, like that. So that's, that's lovely. yeah. And I find it really relaxing. Yeah. I love reading. I love watching box sets. Yeah. Um I do a lot of walking. Um and yeah, and I, I'm 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 really family oriented. Like I go yeah. home to Ireland a lot. You see my family, you know. Um I miss them, you know, when I'm, when I'm away. And, but I'm happy. I'm very happy and settled in, in England. And I have been here, as I said, 17 years. A long time, isn't it? It is a long time. But, you know, I, I consider this to be my other home. Yep. I call the other home that is home. Dublin, and yeah. it's home with a capital H. Yes. But yes. Um, other than that, yeah, I'm, I'm, I keep myself busy, uh, yeah, you know, yeah, yeah, and yeah. work keeps me busy as well. Yeah, so yeah. there
0: has to be balance, you know. Oh, of course, yeah. So, so what, what do you like doing? What, what's your favorite thing about work? What's, what's, the, what's, the, what's the part of your job um, that you enjoy more than anything else?
1: Um, I suppose the most thing I, I, I get a lot of um, fulfillment out of is, is engagement with yeah. people. Yeah. So whether that be the client, whether that be my colleagues or whether that be the occupiers themselves, yeah, it's, it is the engagement piece that gets me up in the morning.
0: Yeah. It's a real recurring theme across the yeah. industry. You know, the, um, you know, that, that, that people element about in, that engagement, working with different people at different levels and, you know, not just being, I guess, stuck in an office yeah. and just attached to a computer all day long that would nice. that would kill me same for me like yeah. I, I don't think I, I mean i've worked in call centers in the past hated it no
1: i couldn't do yeah that. there's yeah, absolutely no way could, couldn't do it. i knew from uh, from pretty much when i was doing my tourism um course i knew i was a people person you yeah. know i had um experience of tourists coming in to dublin airport where i had to like meet and greet them mm. and you know <laughs> this was at like six o'clock in the morning where they got off a red eye from new york and you know they were demanding yeah but I knew that I could do it and I knew that I had that um that people skill whatever that is that's something and and the managing director of the company said to me you're 18 like I can send people out there and they're not capable of doing that you yeah. have whatever it is that calms people down and and yeah. actually gets the job done yeah. so and that's I'm not you know trying to be big-headed it's it's just I knew there was that people skill in me and that yeah. that's I want to be involved with people. I don't want to sit behind a computer and be, you know, yeah. a robot. Yeah. I'm just not who I am.
0: Do, do you think that this is this is quite an interesting question, actually? Do you think that that was something that you were born with, or do you think that that skill set was learned? you know, during school when you were in choirs and operating in teams and things like that? Do you think it's something that you gleaned I think over a, the years? I or? think it's
1: probably a little bit of both because yeah. um, both my parents are, are really outgoing, sociable people yeah. and I think that's a people skill in itself. Agreed. Um, yeah. And I also think I was surrounded by really good um, people in my teenage years and my 20s that, you know, were just people who were like me. Yeah. So then you're, you're automatically... Um, graduating yeah, yeah, yeah. T- towards people who are like you. And yeah. so then that nurtures that kind of um
0: brings you know, on the confidence. Absolutely and confidence. That. Yeah, and, yeah, yeah. and
1: that and I have my parents to thank, especially my mum, yeah. for my confidence. She always, always gave me confidence from a young did age. Do
0: you say Mum or do you say mum, Mam. mummy?
1: I say mummy Mammy? sometimes. mummy. Mammy.
0: Yeah, I love you. <laughs> Hello <words>. Mammy.
1: <laughs> <laughs> okay.
0: She'd be she'd be delighted with that. <laughs> yeah. Fantastic. Okay, so the last the last question um and it's just really about once again people looking at me. You know, what advice regarding learning and development um, would you give to someone starting, like starting their career in FM? So, you know, they, they've perhaps worked as a receptionist, similar to yourself, or they've worked as a security guard, or, or or anything like that. Yeah. What advice would you give them in terms of learning and development? So,
1: take any training that's offered to you, yeah. especially if it looks like something that isn't in part of your current role but that mm. there that person is seeing something in you like what happened to me so they want to offer you like any sort of health and safety training yep. or anything like that that will bring your knowledge on of what we do as fms or building mm. managers and um, take that training and you know really say to yourself this could be useful you yep. know in the short term and the long term And also in the longer term, look ahead and say, where do you see yourself in two or five years? You know? Yeah. And... Is there a course? And maybe ask someone like a mentor or a manager or somebody who you know has come up through the ranks as well, like myself.
0: What's the best way um, to do it? What's
1: the best way to yeah. do it? And look out for courses and and ask that person. Do you think this course is worthwhile? Yeah. You know, and and that's a, that's a piece of advice I would give to I, I give to people all the time currently.
0: So it kind of really goes back to that mentoring element. And, and leaning on those individuals that have already yeah. done it, that have already experienced it, and can give you that guidance.
1: Yeah. Absolutely.
0: right, okay. and,
1: and the other thing I would say is, you know, um, sometimes you might be offered something that may look like a sidestep, mm. but actually it could lead to something even more. And yeah. I often think, you know, there's been, there's been times in, in, not in my FM career, but in the past where it looked like a sidestep, but actually within six months, a year, it has become yeah. something even better. So don't don't necessarily think, oh, I have to move up immediately. You know, go in gently and maybe it'll develop into something great eventually.
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's brilliant. Okay. Well, look, that's all my questions. Um, That was pretty painless, wasn't it? It was, yeah. Yeah? Did you enjoy that? (laughs) I really did. Thank you. Yeah, thanks for having me. Well, listen, um, that's the end of our first Risings podcast. Um, I'd like to thank Frank Kira for joining us today. To be fair to her, she got here and she's at her Achilles. So she limped all the way here just to do this podcast for us. So I am forever grateful. You might not see it, but I am bowing down as we speak. So thank you very much, Kira. You're very Um, welcome. It's been an absolute pleasure. And um, hopefully we can get you back in three to five years' time when you're either an associate director or something along those lines. Or watch the space. Yeah. See you later. Take Take care. care. Thank you, listeners. Bye-bye.